We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Zen Nicotine Pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life. Because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zen.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Yeah, turn over there. Good job. Quentin drives everywhere. 103 to 94, the final score. Grimes and McBride combined for 51 points tonight. 28 from Grimes, 21, pardon me, 23 from McBride. Toppin, the third wheel of that triumvirate with 21. All right. That was fun. I had a good time. Um, so let's let's do some quick math on the fly here. Um, Quentin Grimes, Deuce McBride, and Obi Toppin combined for, let's see, 69, 72. 72 of the Knicks 103 points. Um, that is indeed what you want. Um I'm going to start start off um, today with uh, – I'm going to go back to something that uh, in today's green room uh, my buddy Doug brought up. He's like, it's nice to watch Summer League um, for the first time and not feel like you're living and dying on like, oh, my God, is this person or that person going to be the savior of the New York Knicks? And it's so great because on one hand – it is nice to, to be in that position. On the other hand, this feels like the first time maybe ever um, that I've watched Summer League where it's like, wow, there's like legitimately like four or five NBA players on this team. I feel like usually with the Knicks Summer League team, there's like a guy that you know is an NBA player, maybe two guys. And then it's just like usually you're watching a ton of minutes from guys that you know are never going to make an imprint um, in the NBA. And tonight, we feel like we watch three guys who are NBA players. Um, and that's just really exciting. You know, it's Summer League, take it with a grain of salt. But um, I'm going to go through each of them in a bit because I think they also showed some some pretty uh, outstanding stuff. Ryan Huang with our first comment in the Super Chat. I'm here for the Grimy Deuce. Future looks bright. Uh, okay, let's start with Grimy Deuce. Um, 
I'm going to, I'm going to start with, with Grimes. So Grimes obviously has um, not that he struggled. I mean, he came alive obviously last night, but um, so coming into this game, he had shot 28 threes. He had averaged seven, three point attempts in four games. Um, He doubled his average tonight with 14 three-point attempts, I believe, unless I just miscounted. No, did he have four? Yeah, he had 14 three-point attempts, six for 14. Um, As Fran Fischella said very eloquently, uh, just keep firing away. Look, I I don't know. I've thought a lot about how the rotation is going to shake out this year. I tend to look at Emmanuel quickly more as one of their wings um, as opposed to, you know, their third string point guard. But, um, I think there's a role for, I think there's a role for both Grimes and for Deuce on this team if they want it, because there's going to be a ton of games that either Rose or Kemba don't play this year. And for those games that they don't play, um, if you assume that, you know, quickly is like the primary point guard or backup point guard to those guys. Um, then you're probably going to get Grimes in there getting some backup wing minutes if Tibbs decides to stick with a 10-man rotation. Um, Or if he has quickly playing in, you know, uh, continuing to play in the backup two-guard role, even when one of the two big point guards are out, then you're going to get Deuce McBride in for some minutes. One way or another, I'd be fairly surprised if um, we don't see these guys on a a semi-regular basis getting regular – getting maybe not regular minutes, but getting minutes, um, you know, when the situation calls for it. Grimes looked like an NBA player, but he looked like an NBA player that was struggling over the first two, three games. Over the last two games, he looks like an NBA player who could make a positive impact for a team right away. Um, I thought the defense in particular has gotten a lot better over the last couple games. Um, definitely tonight was was the offensive end that stood out more. Um, he just shoots a pretty ball. I mean, everybody said it leading up to the um, draft. This is a guy who came into um, his freshman year of college, you know, in the same conversation as like R.J. Barrett, maybe not as highly touted as R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett was the number one recruit in his class, either him or Zion. But Quentin Grimes was like the number six, number seven, number eight recruit. But he was cut from the same mold of RJ, a wing who could shot create and the whole thing. And over the over the course of um, his time at Houston, after he transferred from from Kansas, completely reinvented himself as a player. And I think for for you to get a guy that over the course of less than three years has turned himself into a completely different sort of player than what got him being a top ten recruit to begin with. I think is just outstanding and it's a, it's a testament to his work ethic and the fact that he can go in there and fire up 14 threes in, in 36 minutes is just, is just awesome. Um, he's an NBA player. I mean, let's just call it like it is. He's an NBA player. How much he helps the Knicks this year. We, we'll see. I'm going to go to McBride next because I thought McBride, you know, this was a, tw- this is I, I'm, honestly, it was the inverse of last night because last night it was a 20 point game, um, 19 point deficit to begin the fourth quarter. We cut it to three. Here, Cleveland, we had the 22-point lead, and um, they cut it to three. And who's there for the big bucket to get it back to five? Deuce McBride. Absolutely no hesitation. Goes to the um, goes to the mid-ranger, the shot that he kind of was probably most comfortable taking at West Virginia. Um, money. 
Um, 23 points on 14 shots um, helps make up for the, the inefficient shooting night last night, although he did some other things. The thing that I have to say about McBride, and then I'm going to get to these two uh, Super Chat comments, he has no regard whatsoever for when someone else on the other team has the ball. The other player can be holding the ball, and it is their ball. And Deuce will look at it, and he will say, no, it is my ball now. I'm taking your ball, and I am going to do what I want with it. And it's nice to have one of those guys on our team. I noticed it at least twice tonight. I've noticed it at least once every game that he's played. He just has a habit of, like, snatching a ball away from an offensive player on another team. Um, Really great stuff. Uh, Five assists, four rebounds. Um, Did he have any – Four, four turnovers, so, you, you know, you don't love that. They turned it over in, in general a, a fair bit tonight. Obi had three. Uh, Grimes had three. But, again, you're learning on the fly. Um, it's it's totally fine. And good comment, Anthony212. Two, two, Deuce plays pass, passing lanes. He absolutely – his court vision on the defensive end, uh, you know, oftentimes we, we, we uh, just say, oh, a guy's a good defensive player or a bad defensive player, when really it's it has – it's – there's a lot that goes into defense, but at the very least you have to break it into two different conversations. Are you a good on ball defender? And are you a good off ball defender? And I didn't watch enough tape of, of his time in West Virginia to be able to sit here and say definitively like, um, Oh, he's much better at this or much better than that. I just know what I read from the scouting reports through five summer league games. He seems like he does an awful lot of good stuff off ball defensively. And he seems like he does a lot of great stuff on ball um, defensively as well. So good job by uh, good job by you. Let's get to our super chats. Kevin Danishevsky, great game. Grimes, Obi Deuce looked great. Also like what we saw from that kid Walker. Shout out to MJ MJ Walker, Florida State product. I am. I will. I'll just. I'll just let you know. I'm. I'm trying to do what I can to get to get that dude on the uh, on the podcast. Uh, I am. I am. Uh, Shaking the tree of uh, Coach CY, uh, Charlton Young, uh, my my now regular FSU assistant coach guest on the pod, uh, to see if he could get Mr. Walker on. And uh, I'd love to talk to him about his uh, about his experience with Summer League, but I'm, I'm sure he's a little bit busy right now, so maybe in a few weeks. Uh, by the way, know some people who say we should have picked Keon Johnson. Thank God we didn't. I mean, look, maybe Keon Johnson's going to be a good player, but Keon Johnson's not going to be a good player for in the league for a while. Um, these guys maybe could help them this year, and I think that's important. Tyler Michaels, important point you made over the last few months is don't sell low on Obi. Do not sell low on Obi. We're going to talk about Obi right now. Um, I love the kid. He could play. The talent is there. Utilize him correctly. I'm going to save my thoughts on Obi uh, for a second. I want to get to the other Super Chats. Uh, Delski. I know we won't be there, but we can all for sure picture how competitive those practices are going to be when camp starts. You know, I, I, I don't know what goes on behind the scenes in, uh, at, you know, MSG or, or what their decision-making process is like, but it sure does seem like um, a big part. Um, let me turn this light on. Hey, look. That's better. Turn the slide. Um, it does seem like a big part of their thought process behind these picks and the guys that they want to bring into their their building are guys who are workers, are guys who value practice, 
are guys who believe that the magic truly is in the work. Um, and like, that's just great. It's great. You know, when, when we, when our culture was shit, we would always make fun of other teams who, you know, in particular the Nets who would like tout their culture and be like culture, culture, culture. Um, now that we kind of have um, a culture that is built on um, work ethic and like all, all that sort of stuff. Um, you know, it's nice. It's cool to be that, that team that feels like you have those guys that are, that are, that are workers. Uh, Rich. Hold on. He went away. Rich. Wolkowitz. Wolkowitz. I'm going to go with Wolkowitz. Thanks KFS for this community. Thank you for being part of this community. It's the only community because you're here. Uh, Deuce is a legit NBA player. Perfect Tibbs. Nick. Tibbs is going to love him. I mean, everybody said it. Tibbs is going to love him. He's going to get on the court. Um, I don't know if it's going to be five minutes in the first game. I don't know if it's going to be 10 minutes in the first game. But if I had to put, if you gave me a couple bucks to bet right now, does Deuce McBride see time in the very first Nick regular season game? I bet you he does. I don't know how. I don't know why, but I bet you he does. Jason M, give MJ Walker the second two-way contract. So it's funny you say that. I was watching tonight, and I, I think they're going to – if I had, to, if I was betting on it tonight, I would have bet – or before tonight, I would have bet that they would give it to the other Sims kid um, who, of course, his college is escaping me, but he saw some time tonight. He's basically like an undersized five. Um, he could shoot a little bit. He could pass it a little bit. He could do some stuff. He was their first announced signing. I think they announced the signing the morning after the draft. Uh, it's the Sims with, with two M's. Um, I don't know, man. Walker, like the FSU kids, they can play. I'd lo- I wouldn't mind if they gave um, Walker the, the second two-way contract right now. He seems like a player. Um, of course, C.T. Pittman. What would a, what would a uh, post game be without C.T. Pittman? Great game by the youngsters. That one guy on Cleveland has a serious mid-range game. So, yeah, uh, Peters um, or Stevens, Lamar Peters. Lamar Peters was on our team. Lamar Stevens, um, a very impressive night from him. Um, I'm sure he can't wait to get out of Cleveland. Uh, like everybody who goes to Cleveland because it's fucking Cleveland. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences 
So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Uh, Greg Film Stuff, thank you so much, Greg. I mean, just, again, generosity of Nick fans. And by the way, how cool was it to see all of, or see and hear, mostly hear, all of the Nick fans in the Thomas and Mack Center making that place sound like fucking, you know, the garden uh, during the playoffs. Amazing stuff. Deuce reminds me of Lowry and Grimes rebounding and physicality driving to the basket has been impressive. Um, Grimes, uh, very good observation. Grimes, one of the knocks on him coming out uh, this year was that his free throw attempt rate is pretty low. Um, he's not known as a great finisher. Um, but again, they're not going to really want him to do that. What I love though, is he opened the game, um, in the first half, uh, got some foul calls. One of them was an and one. I'd like to see that. And then he went for the stuff there in the fourth quarter, which was really awesome to see. Again, these are the things you're looking for. You're looking for guys to one hone their strengths, but at the same time, tried to work on their weaknesses. And I thought we see that we saw that from, from Grimes tonight. Uh, Obi continues to play well, and it makes the Randall thing interesting. I heard a Turner trade could happen from KFTV. I'll, I'll address that in a second as well. Uh, Deuce reminds me of Lowry. He's a long way to go before he gets to Kyle Lowry territory. Kyle Lowry's a Hall of Famer. I mean, I love the kid. I love the kid, but it's up to him now. What kind of a worker are you going to be? I think for all of these guys, you know, I And here's why maybe this is a bit of a stretch, but I'm going to say it anyway. And then I promise you I, I'm going to talk about Obi. Um, you know, Tibbs coached Jimmy Butler, obviously. Tibbs loves Jimmy Butler. Um, Jimmy Butler was the 30th pick in the draft. Jimmy Butler is not one of the 10 most talented players in the NBA. He's not one of the 20 most talented players in the NBA. I don't know if Jimmy Butler is one of the 50 most talented players in the NBA. But Jimmy Butler has, is the number one player in the NBA when it comes to work ethic. And Tibbs saw that firsthand. And I don't know, maybe he has already. Maybe he's imparted that on all of his guys. Maybe he's imparting that on some of his guys. But I hope within the locker room, Tom Thibodeau is like, look, if you're here at this point, you have the talent to be a great NBA player. The only question about whether you're going to be a great NBA player or you're going to be just another NBA player um, is how much work you put in. And unlike a lot of guys, he can say, I witnessed it firsthand. I witnessed a guy go, he was the 30th pick in the draft. He was a four-year college player at Marquette. Nobody thought much of him. And, you know, he just signed a $200 million extension at the age of 30, whatever the hell he is. So, um, okay. Uh, before I get to the other Super Chats, let me talk about Obi. I thought Obi had another, he had a nice game. He's had so far 
several okay to nice games. And then I thought the game the other night was really nice. I think I, I'm going to repeat myself. I said this um, about Obi at some point this week. He's, he's trying stuff out. He's trying stuff out. Does it always work? No. Um, is he leaving a couple balls at the rim short? You could tell he was getting frustrated there in the first half. I think he started out like four of 12 or two of eight or whatever. He started off not shooting it very well. I know he started off one of six and it didn't get much better immediately from there because he's missing a lot of sh- shots. You could tell that he's like, I should be making these shots. And then there are other shots that he converts. I love the three-point form. I love the fact that he went, I think he was two of four from three. He was two of four from three. Um, I believe that means he is 30, uh, 38% from three in summer league right now. But more importantly than that, he's 38% from three. He's doing it um, on um, – he had 27 attempts coming into tonight. Uh, so 31 attempts through five games, over six attempts a game. That's exactly what you want to see from Obi Toppin. Again, honing the weaknesses, but also trying to work on the strengths. The only thing I want to say about Obi, in addition to just – you can tell he's just trying to figure out the offensive part of his game. Um, and not – I don't mean to say like he's like doesn't know what he's doing. He's just – he's like – these like moves that you just don't see from power forwards in the NBA today. Like he had that one move, he had a couple moves like this, but the, the one that he converted was like the, this like wrap around, like finger roll type of deal. Like that's a wing move. And he plays like a wing, but he also has the capability to play like a big man. Like when he would get a matchup where he liked and he would back the guy down to the post and he would just uh, flick it in. So he has the capability to play both of these styles. And I think he's not yet, and this is, this is the point I've been trying to arrive at, and I finally have the words to say it. He's not yet efficient at either one. Like where he went for that like runner. Like he missed the runner. But like what other guys that are of his physical makeup even attempt runners? And he could attempt it, and it looked pretty good. and almost went down. And then he also has the capability to back guys down and catch lobs and do all the shit that big men do. And he's not quite as efficient as we need him to be with that stuff either, but he's not that far away. It's just, man, I'm, I will repeat the point that was just repeated back to me a minute ago. I'm so happy the Knicks haven't traded him and I hope they don't trade him anytime soon. I want to see what this kid could be after not only two years, three years, four years, five years. I, I, I'm really high on his future. Um, let me address the Knicks fan TV thing because it was brought up on the green room today. Um, they can't trade for Miles Turner. Uh, they don't have the salaries to trade for Miles Turner. The, the trade that was rumored was Knox and Mitch for Turner. Uh, Knox and Mitch make um, a little under or about uh, $8 million, $8 million, $8 million. Miles Turner makes $18 million. Uh, they would need to trade away at least $13 million in salary in order to bring Miles Turner back. Um, and they they don't have $13 million in salary to trade away unless you want to trade R.J. Barrett for Miles Turner, um, and I don't think anybody wants to do that. Um, so I don't see how the money works. Um, if a trade comes down this week and Brock Aller has figured out some cap loophole that I um, nor anybody else who, who analyzes the CBA has thought of, kudos to Brock Aller. Um, I will admit that I'm wrong, but as I sit here today, um, I do not know how a Miles Turner trade would work. Um, at least not until um, December 15th. 
um, because after December 15th, they can trade away the contracts that they signed this summer. Um, and then you can, you know, you can trade away, uh, uh, you know, Burks or Noel, or I would assume it would be Noel, but if, if Mitch is rumored to be in the trade, who knows? Um, Richard Bourne Venek, thank you so much for your contribution. Um, and thanks always for your kind words on Twitter. I definitely see you and I appreciate you. Aussie Knicks fan. What's going on, my man? Loving these super chats and post-game live stream. I love uh, that I get to do them after summer league games. As the uh, Lakers and Pistons tip off, Cade Cunningham looks like he's sitting this one out. He's sitting this one out. That's a shame. Um, it sucks for ESPN. <laughs> you know what, ESPN? How about you take Alfred Payton off your fucking Knicks graphic? How about that? There's an idea. Um, Richard, again, New York Knicks draft class looks off the hook. Yes, it does look off the hook. It looks like they got – oh, and my goodness, we haven't even talked about Jericho Sims. I've been sitting here yammering for 20 minutes. Haven't mentioned Jericho Sims. So Jericho Sims tonight, um, two for three, eight points, got to the line uh, on a couple of occasions, nine rebounds. I thought he had some big boy offensive rebounds and putbacks. Um, I am – oh, boy – I just wonder, I wonder what the conversations are like within the Knicks front office about like, man, Sim sure looks like he could survive for 10, 15 minutes a night if we needed him to in a pinch. They got Taj. They just signed Noel. Um, I just, you know, I don't know. I wouldn't, I, there's something about the, the Mitch. I, I, it can't be that trade. It can't be the Turner trade because of the money. Um, but I just, I, I'm, I wonder if they're kicking the tires on a Mitch trade. That's all. That's. I don't know. I just, I wonder. Uh, Neville Humphreys. I was really impressed with the level of play and shooting for a summer league game. Yeah, this is the first game I feel like they shot really well. Um, The Knicks shot, my God. The Knicks shot 54% from three tonight. It helped make up for, what was the the first summer league they shot? What was it, like 19% from three? And the the, um, last game, the, the fake comeback. Uh, against Detroit. I don't know what the final number was because they made some shots there in the fourth quarter, but it was dog shit for most of it. So I think um, I think they need to work on consistency. How about that? Um, but yeah, I, I've loved the level of play. I love their approach. Um, they're taking a ton of threes, which you want them to take. They're, they're, they're trying to get to the rim. Um, ball movement. Uh, very few bad shots. Um, yeah, overall, the level of play, the, I mean, the, they're fighting hard. I mean, it's 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 everything you want to see. Um, it's everything that you want to see. Is Spencer in here? Oh, my goodness. What is Spencer Perlman doing here? Spencer, you have work to do. Stop procrastinating. I'm going to tell Spencer directly. You have a wedding coming up, and you have work to do, my friend. Slacker. You're slacker, Spencer. Um, Don Ca- t- uh, tell Ashley I said hi, Bubba. Uh, Don Cappuccini. Uh, I don't mean to get off topic, but it's been on my mind for some time. Any thoughts on Mitch's reappearance with the Knicks? <laughs> reappearance. Um, I've always loved having Mitch. I swear I didn't even see this comment before I just said what I said. I have always loved having Mitch, but I don't like the one negative vibe messing all the positive ones. Mitch isn't a negative vibe. Mitch is like a great um, – Mitch is a great dude. Um or he seems like it to me and I've, I've covered him a bit. I, I've had a, a bit of interaction, you know, with him here and there. Um, he's just a fun loving guy. I just, I don't know. I just, I don't, 
you know, here's the thing. I don't want to say something about someone that's going to come off as offensive when I don't know the facts. And I don't know the facts about Mitch. Mitch could, could have been home in New Orleans every day this summer, locked in a gym, working on all the stuff that we wanted to be working on and, you know, practicing his free throws and like, you know, in the, in the weight room or whatever else he could have been doing all those things. He could have, I don't know, but to the comment that was just made, it does seem like, okay, he's, he kind of just showed up at summer league after kind of being off and doing his own thing for the summer. And that's fine. There's a lot of players that do their own thing for the summer. RJ Barrett last summer spent a lot of the summer with um, Drew Hanlon and um, worked on his shot. And we saw the results. I wish I knew that Mitchell Robinson was working with someone on the caliber of Drew Hanlon. Um, I don't know that. I can't sit here and say that. So it's just, it's really tough for me to talk about the Mitch thing because I just don't know. All I know is the evidence that I have. And the evidence that I have is I wrote about um, last week is that the Knicks had an opportunity to make him a restricted free agent and make sure that he didn't play for any other franchise besides the New York Knicks for the foreseeable future. And they bypassed that. Um, am I my broadcasting from a jail cell? No, I'm, I'm broadcasting from a house out, out East. Um, this is what counts for a vacation for me. Um, uh, but I digress. Um, anyway, they didn't do that. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't, um, they didn't lock up Mitch. They're obviously comfortable moving forward with the prospect that Mitch, you know, it could, might be an unrestricted free agent next summer. And, um, that's all I have to go on. I'm sorry if I'm being like vague and coy and all this shit. I just like, I do think that there is something to the smoke slash noise slash whatever you want to call it about, about Mitch. And that does the team, you know, you know, even like, and I don't, let's see what happens. We'll, we'll see what happens. Um, let's, um, I, I'm not trying to pile on Mitch. I'm just I'm just trying to comment on what I see and what I what I'm observing, and I that's 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 all I could do. Um, look, tonight is not a night to worry about Mitchell Robinson. Tonight's a night to be very celebratory about the guys that did play. Um, the Knicks played great. Um, you want you saw all the things you wanted to see from the three main contributors, and hey, they they won this game without their their um, you know their guy quickly. Uh, we got one more comment here in the super chat, Sean Ford. Really love Grimes and do so far. I believe Ovi Knox and Vildoza would work under the cap for Miles Turner. Um, I I don't think they're trading Obi Toppin for Miles Turner. If they trade Obi Toppin for Miles Turner, that's fucking um, that's stupid. Um, and I think Miles Turner is probably a better player than he gets credit for. I, I am thinking though, now that you bring it up, would Vildoza? So Vildoza's on the books for three point something. Still doesn't get there with Knox and Mitch. Um, they're still short. Um, I don't think they're trading Obi. Um, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't see it. I don't see, I don't see how they could do it. Maybe, maybe if you, no, no, because you're still taking Turner into cap space. Yeah. There's just, there's no way that it works. Um, and of course I'm going to be wrong and there's going to be a trade this week and I'm going to look like an idiot. Um, but I, it will not be the first time and, uh, it certainly won't be the last. So, um, that is all I have to say. I have been talking about, uh, this game for, uh, a while. I hope everybody has a great, um, rest of their weekend. Uh, we got a fresh pod coming at you on, 
um, dropping, you know, Monday midnight, like usual, um, in which Jeremy Cohen is going to be doing one last, I don't know if I'm, should I spoil this? I don't know if I'm supposed to spoil this or not. Um, uh, one last cap or no cap related to Julius Randle, um, which I'm very much looking forward to. Uh, oh, we got one more, one more super chat. Blood of the Panda. Yes, Mac, we realize Obi's potential. Obi Avengers. Um, I, we're not, do- Claudio, we're not doing that. Uh, cap or no cap. Uh, all right. Everybody enjoy the rest of your weekend and uh, we will uh, see you soon. Adios.